Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs, talk about songs, talk about songs. Why, yes, we have been known to talk about songs, and in fact, this is our 89th episode of Doing Same. Whoa! Whoa! I am your co Whoa! I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and with me in the bunting chair is <laughs> Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. You guys, that was a really oblique reference to the podcast Extra Hot Great. Like, super oblique. Uh, let's not worry about it. Anyway, <laughs> Sarah, you have brought with for us today a song that epitomizes so many things about the 70s. Uh, but we'll get into that. Why don't you tell us first what you've decided to put on the table? Uh, I have... Oh, that's that's an unfortunate way of, of putting it, I'm afraid. Um since most things put on the table for this artist were um, not interacted with in a healthy way, we'll be discussing The Carpenters. We've only just begun. I won't talk too much about it before we hear the clip, uh, except to note uh, two things. One, we are recording this actually on February 3rd. February 4th um, would be the 35th anniversary of uh, Karen Carpenter's death. Oh, no. Which is just shocking to me that she's been gone this long and um, gratifying that uh, their music has stayed with us. I think she is one of the underappreciated singers in pop. Um, and the easy listening aspect probably um, hasn't helped their esteem, I guess. But I don't find the Carpenters necessarily easy to listen to. Because here's the other note I wanted to make before we rolled the clip. This is from their uh, 1970 album, uh, Close to You, which of course contained Close to You. And I think On Top of the World was also on this album. And then We've Only Just Begun. She's 20 years old when she's singing this song. And it is already shot through with this um, sadness and rue. <clears throat> That for a 20-year-old and given everything that came after and her struggles that she had in her life with anorexia nervosa um, and just her heart giving out, it's something that we talked about in our George Michael episode that he probably died of a broken heart. And you have to wonder if that's not a little bit what happened to Karen Carpenter. But before we uh, consider that, let's consider the clip. Karen, my dear, wherever you are, just that last note, 
is so it's so beautiful like she just had a beautiful voice that contralto ha- contains multitudes it really does uh and i i wonder if i just wonder how we would think about her if she had not died so young of being mm. thin and just like her the weariness that was in her voice from such a young age and keep in mind this was a drumming prodigy this woman like she was a an excellent musician holding her own and you know at a time when it was not easy to do and it still isn't in the music industry but there's I mean just this song in particular is so bittersweet to me because it's Mm. lovely but it's also she's talking about the the quality of um well let's say a committed relationship where you have your own you have your own world within the world and the sustenance that you get from the the world of two or three mm. listeners i don't know your lives no judgments of course but speaking <laughs> of my own marriage that the the team that we are is its own is it in its own bubble and the mm-hmm. safety and fun and support that that gives to me and hopefully to Dan who you know married into a bunch of cats and is probably beleaguered every day by uh by the ladies in his life that this is something that I don't think she got to experience in her life and that you know the story of her her marriage and how she probably did die you know her heart had been strained by her illness but also just by her life that it's it's just so sad to me that I I don't think she got to experience that safe bubble that she's singing about so um hopefully here mm. are you are you historically a carpenters fan do you have you liked their music was this um something you hadn't listened to in a while talk to me about your uh your trip with this song the Carpenters are a duo whom I feel like I have always known. I can remember in middle school doing a presentation for one of my classes on eating disorders and using Karen Carpenter as an example. Wow. Weirdly. Yeah. And and I have just always been aware of these songs. Uh, my mother really loves Karen Carpenter's voice and Marilyn McCoo of The Fifth Dimension. Those are two uh, okay. female singers that my mother loves. <laughs> that's, and so, that's solid. Checks out. And, exactly. Like they, It works. And so I can remember hearing this music a lot. And un, it just sort of is music that I've always liked but never quite focused on if you know what i mean it's just sure it's just always been there and there's been no need for me to discover or pay attention to it in the way that you don't have to discover your feet they're just right. i guess when you're a baby <laughs> or like you do. But a you know, cloud like, that you're like clouds like, exist and i'm content <laughs> but i will say that in when you chose this song i was like oh yeah of course i know that song and then when i went back and listened to it i thought oh yeah there's really a lot here this is a song that I quite like and 
I, I, I suspect that if I were to dig further into their catalog, Top of the World, close to you, Rainy Days and Mondays, that I would have the same reaction over and over again. Because what you said about her voice is so right. Like She really injects so much feeling into the song. And that little bit of scratchiness in her voice also is just... Like you said, that it adds a touch of weariness, even though this is a song about being a newlywed, yeah, or, or feeling like a newlywed. It's it's just great, and I also really like this song, and I like Karen Carpenter because she is reminiscent of a time, and this is what I meant at the very top of the episode. She's reminiscent of a time in the '70s when there was a strain of pop singing that was built around taking it easy vocally. I think now. Uh-huh. We expect so much acrobatic quality from our ac- acrobatic virtuosity from our singers in pop that for Karen Carpenter to just be like, I'm going to just sing really pleasantly and quite beautifully, and I'm going to be exceptional, but I'm not going to be theatrical. It's really nice. And it's nice to just remember that music like this had a heyday. It is. Um I I just wish they'd got to make more music. Her mm-hmm. she has that like late winter blues in her voice all the time. And it there's something what's the word I want? It's not comforting exactly. Um welcoming, empathetic. Yes. I guess that it's like we've all we've all felt, you know, waking up on a rainy Monday like I just can't with this like I just like to sit at the window and stare out into the suck and listen to sad songs and wear a bulky fisherman sweater and then when it's Tuesday again I'll cheer up and go about my business but sometimes you just need a mental health day to be sad and she got that immediately as an artist and there is something again it's not comforting but sometimes you you hear these songs and you're like, um, you're like, okay, someone else gets it. Someone else gets just like, you know, the blues. I've got what they used to call the blues. Like, no, they, they still call it that. And that was also a time when like, you could just be blue and down right. and there wasn't, you didn't have to have a reason. You're like, it's raining and I'm exhausted. And there's something, there's something uh, comforting about that really. That and especially with this beautiful deep voice, which I love and can sing along with. Thank you, Karen. Um, it's it's really great. Um, I discovered that she had a solo album. Oh, really? That was not. She had been working on it. I think the record company maybe wasn't happy with it or something, and then she died, and it didn't come out for like fifteen years. Um, I downloaded it, but I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, so I'm interested to see what it's gonna, what it's gonna be like. Like I feel like there might be some disco on it, and I'm a well. Li- okay, I'm looking at it. I'm now. a little apprehensive she, about it. <laughs> she definitely covers Paul Simon's "Still Crazy After All These Years." Oh, I love so, that song. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I'm wondering if I uh, can't... Well, all right. If we decide not to go forward with this experiment, we can always just cut this out later. Um, let me see if I can pull this into the soundboard and then we can listen to it together. Oh, great. 
Well, while you're doing that, I can talk a little bit about some other interesting things about this song that I find fascinating. Please do. So uh, this song was written by Paul Williams, who is one of the iconic songwriters of the 70s. He wrote Evergreen, Love Theme for A Star is Born. Wow. uh, With Barbara Streisand. He wrote The Rainbow Connection. He wrote the theme song for The Love Boat. He wrote all of the... He wrote the really pretty song Where the River Meets the Stream for Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, which is one of my favorite (laughs) uh, lost hits of the Christmas season. He also... Um, he's in the movie Baby Driver. <laughs> he wow. wrote he wrote some of the movie uh, wrote, wrote some of the album that Daft Punk won an album of the year Grammy for. What? He like Paul Williams is one of the most interesting people in pop music history, if you ask me, because he's just done so much. And he originally wrote "We've Only Just Begun" to be the theme for a commercial for a bank which you can see the commercial online. It's fascinating. And then Richard Carpenter heard the song in the commercial, contacted Paul Williams to say, hey, that commercial was a minute. Do you have a full song? And the way that Paul Williams tells it is, yes, he did, in fact. He and his songwriting partner did write a complete song on the off chance that someone would ever want to record it. So when Richard Carpenter calls, he was able to say, yes, there is a full song. And then sends the track over and then the Carpenters have a number two hit with it in 1970 as their second single and Karen Carpenter demonstrates that with the right singer a song that was originally intended for a bank ad can actually sound like it was written only for you I would never have guessed the provenance of that is amazing and I'm going to embed the commercial into the Facebook show notes for this episode because that the commercial's actually you know it's fine but it's just fascinating to hear Paul Williams singing the song and then thinking about what it becomes later and is even more testament to the Carpenter's musical ability. And you would I think would that that would be reversed, that like at some time in like 1974, Bank of America would be like, can we use the song and have right. Harry Como <laughs> sing it? And it would be this situation like The Doors and Light My Fire where Bick is like, would you mind? And The Doors are like, actually, yes, we would. Fuck off. Like, OK, shut up right. The Doors. All right. Uh, apparently, this file is now in our soundboard. So, listeners, a, a masked-ass first. Um, an an in-the-moment discovery. Yes, okay, so what, we are wh- going to listen you... to, like, a, I don't know, 50 seconds of the song, and then we're going to discuss it. So buckle up. Here, hopefully, we go. If not, then I'll just cut all this post. But wait, which one is it? It's uh, Still Crazy After All These Years. Okay, it's her, record- okay, it's her cover. Okay. Yes.
I'm all set. <laughs> I maybe that's just one that uh, you shouldn't step to because the song was perfect as it was. But that sort of like, can you strip to it? Apparently, no one wanted to strip to it. I'm really having difficulty seeing Karen Carpenter drinking anything but white wine spritzers. Maybe that's just me. And her, like, fern bar timbre that she has. I don't know. Yeah, that that's a no thanks-er for me, Mark. That, you know, it's fascinating how a song can... You know, Karen Carpenter made We've Only Just Begun sound like it was written just for her. But on this, it just makes me think, oh, no, Paul Simon was the one who needed to be singing this. And there's also yeah. something about that those jazzy horns that I'm just like, mm, no, mm. because yeah. I feel like that song, which again, I adore, but it feels like a sort of simple, like it's at the, it's at the end of the night and you're just like talking about running into this person. And I mean, that arrangement isn't the uncheesiest thing. There's some like noodly synth on it, if I recall correctly, that's like, well, okay, but that makes the song what it is. And I hear her being, her feeling not confident that she should step to Paul Simon. I'm hearing some tentativeness and then the horns are telling a different story that first of all, they don't match. And second of all, it's too much. And maybe this is the reason that this album was not released for such a long time, honestly. Well, let me um, let me share with you, um, before we wrap up, some of the other uh, track titles, which... Uh... <laughs> okay, we have um, Love Lines, Make Believe It's Your First Time, Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Making Love in the Afternoon, Oh. Remember when lovin' took all night? Ooh. Oh God. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, Karen. I'm not. I'm not sure, Karen. Not sure. Um, and then still crazy all after all these years. Um, guess I just lost my head, which I think is also a cover. Um, but yeah, uh, I will. I will continue delving into this. Um, solo experience and get back to you. I also ordered from Amazon the biography of Karen Carpenter, which was the only one that was not authorized by her family. So that might um, that might contain some other multitudes that that will be informative. And I will report back on that as well. Listeners, if any of you has read this book or has um, spent any time with the solo album, we would love to hear from you about it. Fascinating. Mark, any anything else to say about the um, about the sad, true, short story of Karen Carpenter? Well, just that I did some quick research while you were uh, taking us through the legacy of that or non-legacy of that solo album, and found out that <laughs> we've only just begun was reused in another commercial by Lowe's in 2016. So I guess the circle is complete. But uh, what I will say is. <laughs> Beyond that, beyond the inevitability of every song becoming a commercial, I look forward, actually, to the day when someone offers us money to turn the one of the Masses theme songs into an ad for Burger King, Chicken Poppers, or whatever. <laughs> sure. Great. Or um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a Planters ad. <laughs> so, soikis Paynute. 
Yes. And uh, we will we will prepare his royalty check uh, ASAP. Mark and Sarah love to eat nuts. <laughs> Mark and Sarah eating peanuts. I mean, done. <laughs> yeah. And on that creamy note. Ah, creaming soda world. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> this and other terrifying trivia about all of our episodes on Twitter at Talk Songs. We'll talk to you next time. I met my old lover on the street last night. She seems so glad to see me. I just smile. We talked about some old times And we drank ourselves some beers Still crazy after all these years This is Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs Hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting That's me And edited by Sarah D. Bunting That's also me Do you need to talk to Mark and Sarah About song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Here's how Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com Tweet at us at TalkSongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. And you can become a supporter and producer of this podcast at our Patreon page. That's at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Sarah talk about songs, talk about songs, talk about songs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.